What's happening, world? I'm your host, the Wizard of Oz, Ben Wozniak, and this week, Kira and I will be doing another Abbott Costello movie called Meet the Murderer. No, the killer. Meet, oh, meet the killer. <laughs> we just talked about how we were confusing the movie, the movies off set off um offline, but no, we're doing Abbott and Costello meet the killer, Boris Karloff. Yes. Well, Boris Karloff is in it. No spoiler on that. No spoiler on that. So I don't know if you guys had tuned in to our Abba and Costello meet Frankenstein. Um, uh, my history with Abba and Costello is not as uh, rich or as deep as Ben's. So Ben, I'm, I'm going to let you. No, I'm not old. old. I'm not old and I, I watch old movies. It's not my fault. No, <laughs> no. I just, I, like I had said before, I had only read um, or heard Who's On First when I was in English class. And then Ben introduced me in my first movie, which I loved. You listen to the episode. It's amazing. Yes. So Abbott and Costello are my favorite comedy duo. I mean, sorry, Laurel and Hardy, but I love Abbott and Costello. This one is, if you listen to the one about Frankenstein, um, Costello is basically downplayed in that one where no one believes him. They think he's uh, basically an idiot and just like coming off as stupid. And, uh, you know, Abbott is basically totally in denial of anything Costello tells him about Frankenstein. In this one, it's the total opposite. There are murders going on and... Abbott basically tries to save Costello at every chance he can without like jeopardizing any of them getting in trouble. Absolutely. And with me only seeing two of these movies, it kind of seems like the dynamic between them is that who's the main one? Abbott? Abbott is, Costello is the short one. Abbott's the tall one. Okay. So Costello, who I'm going to call in my head the main one, Costello is much more of like the Pratt falling and like the body comedy and like all these like stunts and practical like practicality and I, I think that it's so funny because he always has this kind of like nervous bumbling energy I feel yes uh, he is definitely the main comedy protagonist. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he is the one that, like, all the comedy centers around. Abbott is more like the down-to-earth, centered uh, individual, whereas Abbott uh, Costello is the one that makes all kinds of bumbling mistakes. Yeah. And I thought I thought it was so funny. Um, so this one was more like a murder mystery because we have a man who's killed. Costello is framed for the murder. Yes. And... It happens at a hotel, and all the suspects are actually in the hotel staying. Yes. Um. So it's a very fun whodunit, which was not the format I was expecting going in. Yeah, yeah. Um, Costello's a bellhop, and basically at the beginning of the movie, the author that's coming in, he's going to release a, a memoir, and it's going to basically incriminate all these people. Yeah, because he was a lawyer. Yeah, so this is something that they can't have happen. So at the beginning, he messes up, and he Costello basically says to the guy, I'll get you. And um, he's like, oh, you threatened me? He's like, He's like, you're going to, because he gets him fired. And that's what leads to him being the number one suspect. Because right. he said, I will get you. And then it's basically Costello repeatedly falling into bad events where bodies fall into his lap. And he's like trying hard to tell people what's going on. And like he's trying to tell Abbott. And every time he tries to show Abbott, the body disappears. Oh my God. So that was one of the funniest scenes. Yeah. He's like, no, the body's here. It's here. And they're like running through like, first of all, the biggest suite in the hotel, I would assume <laughs> it has like five rooms in it. <laughs> And the body just keeps moving every time. I thought it was so funny. But then you have Abbott hiding the gun, planning, hiding the bodies in the elevator, planning a gun in someone else's room. It's like, first of all, this police officer is bad at his job. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Costello is supposed to be his cousin in this. So, True. So they're blood. And that comes into play later on. Where he's like, we're blood. But he basically, it's the opposite of the Frankenstein one where he 100% believes Costello is innocent and could not possibly commit these murders. And he basically comes across all these bodies and he's like trying to help Costello hide the bodies so that they're not found so that he won't be incriminated right away. 
Exactly. And Costello just bumbles his way through the whole thing. One of um one of my favorite parts is um so the police are holding him in a in a giant suite. We've talked about it. it has four rooms. He has this beautiful woman who's trying to convince him to sign a confession because she's like, We're gonna get him to sign a confession and then we're gonna make him look like he killed himself and then we're all gonna get away scot free. So while he's doing that, he's ordering like the most lavish things and the guys go, You gotta relax. He goes, why it's on the state this is california it's huge it's not like rhode island and i thought that was just like i don't know why that line sent me i thought it was hilarious yeah a hundred percent like the whole movie like watching costello the stuff he does in this um there's one point where boris Karloff is like a swami and yeah. he he hypnotizes him and he wants him to commit suicide this way so he tries to get him on like to hang himself and like costello basically rips the noose down and then he's like you know all right well then I'm going to have you jump out this window. And he's like, no. No. He's like, I'm not going to do <laughs> it's it. It's not going to happen. And he goes, jump. And he jumps backwards. And he's like, no, you're supposed to jump out the window. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. It is it is so funny. And that sequence of these failed suicide or attempted suicide attempts reminded me of, did you ever see the movie Better Off Dead with John Cusack? Yes, yes. So do yep. you know how he, Better Off Dead, for those who haven't seen it, hilarious movie, I highly recommend. But one of the points is that John Cusack tries to kill himself a bunch of different ways, and they all go so comedically wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's like this. Like, it's just like this. Karloff's like, oh, so there's one point where Karloff has a knife, and he's like, all right, would you stab the man in the mirror? And Costello's view, the only person he sees in the mirror is Boris Karloff, and he's yeah. like, yup. <laughs> yep, I will. I will. And he goes, then stab him. And then he comes after Karloff. Uh, Karloff's like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Who's supposed to be you? <laughs> yeah, then Abbott walks in because um, Karloff hears Abbott coming in. So he runs off. And then Abbott walks in and like Costello's about to stab me. He slaps him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> no, he slaps his fingers. He slaps yeah. his fingers and wakes him out of it. And he's like, what's up? He's like, what are you doing? It um, it was hilarious. And it was so, it was fun. Um, It still had some of similar tropes, I think, because it came out in that same time 1940s early 50s um uh, fell into a lot of like the women in the movie fell into a lot of the same tropes of like oh i'm the femme fatale oh i'm the soft-spoken niece or granddaughter whatever like so but this movie isn't about them or that it is about abba and costello being hilarious yes and and honestly, like the women in the thing aren't really centered. Like, they're not, no, they're not. They're really sidelined. Yeah, they're, like they're in it and they're suspects, but they're not focused. It's mostly all the male characters that are highly represented. The it, detectives, right? You know, the other male characters that are being thing. The the female. There's one female that is kind of lead in it. So the one that was uh, seducing him. Yes, but other than that, that's it. That's it. Um. I thought it I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really well done. Um I like I don't know. I love Abbott and Costello because I think their humor, um, I've said it before, is very universal still. It's still very funny because it doesn't punch down on anybody. It's just them making very funny mistakes. Yes, a hundred percent. And like like I like I said, Abbott is the, the more controlled person, but he is such a klutz himself. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. He is such a klutz himself and like Costello and him, they play off each other so well. The comedy is just like it just seems so natural. It seems it seems so natural. And like watching this now, I was like, oh, I would watch this today. Like if this movie came out today, it would probably be almost identical. Yeah. Obviously, some changes here and there, but it would be very similar. Yeah. And I loved the murder mystery aspect of it. I love a murder mystery. I thought that their comedy fits so well into that. Versus like I don't know. I love a whodunit. So it's like trying to figure out who did it while just laughing through. 
and the part when they're in the um, the bottomless pit cave. Oh my god, that was hysterical. Cause, hysterical. You know, the killer cons them into meeting him in a bottomless pit uh, cave. So they go there, and Costello like basically falls almost into this like molten lava pit. Yeah. And then the sequence of events that happen are so funny. Like he basically shoots off the uh, the slide <laughs> and like ends up like in, almost impaling himself on stalagmites and uh, he's like oh this could have went really wrong <laughs> and it's just so funny and then the killer like lowers a rope to him and um just that little it's so simple of a comedy that that this part where the rope is flipping around but it's so funny watching costello try to get this rope and like <laughs> and the, the interaction between him and the killer he's like he's like are you serious you know this <laughs> it was really funny it was so funny and one thing that I think worked so well in this movie as well as in Frankenstein and I would assume the it happens in the other films is Costello is so funny and he's seen as kind of dumb and bumbling yeah. and I've I've even described him as that but every what everything he does ends up paying off in the movie like he booby traps his whole room which is hysterical and he's like oh no, you got ducked down because he has like a swinging like pendulum mallet and it ends up catching the killer in the end because he tries to get away and he hits himself in the mallet and then he opens the closet door and the punching bag comes out and hits him. Like things like that is so funny because you're watching it and they're making fun of him for booby trapping his room. They're like, why are you going to do this? And then at the end, it catches the killer. Yeah, his facial expressions oh are freaking hysterical. Whenever something happens, like his like, it, it's just his little look or like the little thing he said, like, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just on cue it's so funny and it's just like like when the killer's backing out the door he's like are you going out that door and he's like yeah and he's like <laughs> and then it just is and then i love when he opens up the closet door and it just got stolen in the face he's yeah. like oops i forgot about that one <laughs> yeah. or when the killer's like on his knees and he's like he pulls out the little itty bitty mallet he goes in case the big one didn't work it's so stupid it's so stupid it's funny it's so stupid it's funny but but it's so funny because it's wholesome humor. Like yes. this is one of the things I love about it. It's it doesn't it's not derogatory. It's right. not making fun of anybody. Nope. It's just how silly can you be? Right. And at no point in time one of the reasons I like them so much, at no point in time do they use vulgarity. At Never. no point in time do they like do anything like kind of sexual. It's it's all wholesome fun. It's it, just wholesome yeah. fun. It's very I think it's very much like of the times too. Like you you would see it and like you could distinctively like point out like we're in that like I, I know it's a before Grover's co Corner but like we're in that like Grover's Corner kind of like idyllic like what as people would call and I'm using quotations you can't see the good days right. but it's like those weren't the good days but this is a good product of that time yeah. because it's very funny yeah and like I can sit down and watch this with a child I can sit oh, down easy. and watch this my daughter Christiana absolutely loved Abbott and Costello she thought they were the funniest things ever and this is a she was a child at the time she was like six and she would sit there with me and watch these and just die laughing have me rewind part this is when you could rewind with like the <laughs> this is when so, you could rewind. So, so, and I'd have to rewind like the part over and over again because she just would crack up laughing. And there's movies now, like the comedies that come out now, and you can't sit down with a child with some of these. I mean, no. they're just vulgar. Uh, agreed. And I think that there's a distinct shift. Um, so I, I love film. And you can tell like the waves that films come in. And I think in the early aughts, the early 2000s um, to the mid 2000s, it was a very big shift. It started in the 80s. You can see some of the vulgarity getting played up. And then I think they just went like balls to the wall in the early 2000s where if it wasn't like this kind of gross out humor, like it wasn't going to make money. 
Yeah. And to me, that's not that's not funny. No, it's not. It's really not funny. Like, like I, it's hard to talk about like that compared to this because this, like, literally, if you watch this, you're just in tears laughing at this. The facial expressions, the the interactions and stuff. Whereas in the other movies, like you're watching it and like like something like pants will fall down or or some vulgar thing will be said and you laugh, you chuckle, but it's not like this. How can I say it's like wholehearted laughter inside your gut wrenching laughter that you get from these movies? Exactly. There's something about these movies um, that I feel as someone who's only watched them as an older person. I never grew up with them. Um, But there's something that's like very nostalgic about them, very wholesome about them. And something that just like brings you back to just like, oh, this is what a movie can be. It reminds me very much of like Charlie Chaplin when you're just watching like when people made movies because they love them. And that's what this is. This is Abin Costello just like having a great time laughing about let's how silly can we be and i think something that's so interesting while i was re- doing some research about this movie is that this movie wasn't inten- intended for them yeah. so it was intended for bob hope and then when universal bought the script they adapted it to fit abbott and costello's dynamic which i think is fantastic because right now you don't have big production houses or big like media houses that actually support or want their actors to succeed yes they do but at the same time they want to make money and I think this was coming at a time when, yes, money was important, but they just wanted to make good films. Yeah. And that goes into the Frankenstein movie. Evan Costello me Frankenstein. They didn't like the script. They didn't like it. And they weren't going to do it. I know. And see, that's the thing. I think so much that right now people are just pushing out movies to make movies to make money. Yeah. And they're not wholehearted into the movie. They're like, you know, just we can make a ton of money off this. Let's do it. And it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be good. And I think it's so interesting because then there are some movies that come out that are so good. Um, I don't know if you guys have listened to our past episode, Wendell and Wild, but I think that falls into the the thing of just people like, we want to make a good movie. This is what we're going to make. Yeah, Coda. Coda. Coda is a great movie. This is a good movie. This is what we're going to make. And I, I love things like that because... I think it's so important, like the Lord of the Rings, like that movie's 20 years old now and it's still regarded as one of the best movies. Well, he had a passion for that movie, too. I like, know, but he was really like that was something he really dreamed of, like to, to make that come to life. And he did an amazing job with those. Um, I, I There's still some of my favorite movies, uh, except for the first ones we already talked about. We talked I, about didn't, I didn't like those. You didn't like but, The Hobbit. I didn't like the, I didn't like The Hobbit. And I didn't like The Lord of the Rings. We're gonna I, get Dorman's back in here. Right, Dorman's <laughs> gotta Dorman's gotta come back on, so you can like berate me. But like that's the type of passion that these guys have in these movies. They're passionate about. You can tell they're passionate about this film, and they want it to be good. And like Costello, on numerous occasions, if you read their backstories, would ab lib to make the the scene funnier. Oh yeah, and you can tell that these guys are just naturally hilarious. Yeah. And they, and they, I don't know, they're dynamic. Once you find something that works, you know, and I would consider um, Abba and Costello similar to um, Key and Peele, who are one of my favorite comedy duos. Sorry, this is going back to Wendell and Wilde, but I think that that kind once you find that dynamic of just being able to like have fun and make comedy that works, it is so magical. I mean, I don't know of another comedy duo that I would I would say has that magic. No, uh, Keenan and Cal kind of almost did. I think th- I think they did, but they were targeted for a young audience, so their humor was really young. I yeah. think, and then when they grew up, they kind of separated. Yeah. I think if they stayed together, absolutely, uh, I totally agree. Yeah, they had uh, that, that that banter between each other that could have that could have played up into this. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. And because I, I think individually they're both so funny, but together they're stronger. Yeah, 
I would say I think Adam Sandler tried to do something like this with like him and Kevin James didn't work. Yeah, I see it a lot. Well, um, what's the the one with the go to the White Castle? Oh my God! First of all, I love Harold and Kumar. Harold yeah. and Kumar, like they had that potential to be really nostalgic, but they separated. Also, they separated also, but um. Harold and Kumar is actually the first one. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. And I'm just going to go on a small tangent about it. A fun fact about this movie that I think gets really overlooked. It is it is one of the first um, high grossing comedies with two Asian leads. So I think that's really important. It gets overlooked because it's a stoner comedy, but it is it is. I think that's monumental. Yeah. And it launched both um, their careers. Also, we should do a, a 420 theme month <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um i 100 agree i mean uh dazed and confused dazed and confused um grandma's boy right, there's a whole bunch super troopers yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch we could do i mean I, I agree i think that'd be great uh and we'll no kick it, it and we'll kick it off with her own Kumar. but that's to come because april is many months away so back to abbott and costello back to the, back to the boys <laughs> back to the boys but then but then, like, even in every comedy that we just listed, um, there was there's still that element of, yes, these are great. These are great ensemble casts, but they do have this, like, level of gross out humor that Abbott and Costello don't. Abbott yeah. and Costello. And I think, I don't know, maybe it is a product of the time that they were in where this. But at the same time, I don't know, because, like, you could watch something like Blazing Saddles and the humor is so drastically different. Granted, it did come out. 30 years later, 20, 40 years later, but film doesn't change that fast. Yeah, no. And like, one reason I like Abbott and Costello is they knew that they were a comedy duo. Oh, yeah. They knew that they they played off each other. I think deep down inside, they knew like on their own, it wouldn't be as successful. So they've done a ton of movies and uh, they've also, other movies that they have, uh, they introduce like the Andrew sisters. And okay. They have a singing, uh, uh, the triplet Andrew sisters singing and there's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, how can I say it? Like not theatrics, but it's they pageantry. They, yeah, they have like the the music and the singing and yeah. and it's just it's it's wholehearted fun and you you could see like some of the stuff Costello does. If you look at the reactions of the people around him, you can tell that they are dying inside because like the the looks on their faces, like even even oh, Abbott yeah. when Costello does something like his little like the side of his face comes up like he just wants to burst out laughing and i can imagine being on set with abba and costello is similar to what it would be like to be on set with like someone like robin williams who's yeah. just so naturally funny and can just like riff for hours that i think that'd be i think that'd be really interesting someone like i don't know like billy crystal like i think these people are naturally hilarious and they yeah. bring this hilarity yeah tim conway tim conway uh if you ever get a chance to watch the carol burnett show there's an episode it's called um, the, the baby elephant and basically, Tim Conway goes on this tangent about a baby elephant, and it it's freaking hysterical. But it wasn't part of the show, so he has like Carol Burnett cracking up, Dick Van Dyke cracking. They're basically dying, let Harvey Corman, and it's it was just something sporadic off the top of his head. I love it. Yeah, and that's just part of like true comedy. True comedy. Yes, this is what it is. Abbott Costello, a true comedy. I love it, and I love I love a good pratfall. I think it's come through the ages, and it's still. It's still doing really well. And I love I love when people use that sort of zany body comedy. One show that I was introduced to also later in life is a show called Scrubs, very popular um, medical show. But I think that shows um, very funny. And it also uses a lot of physical comedy and like prat falling and just like a lot of like really insane things. And I when I watch Abba and Costello, it brings me to that show for some reason, because like I'm imagining like Elliot being bumbling and falling and um, Sean running on the treadmill and just like eating it. And then JD and Turk and all their like zany sort of 
pairings and do and like things. So I think it's really funny that even though we talk like movies is more than just dialogue, right? Yeah. And Abbott and Costello have this presence. Yes. Yep. If you watch them, their body language, it's just it's funny. It's spot on. There's like moments in the movie where they don't even really say anything. It's just like their reactions. And it's just, it's, it's hysterical, especially Costello. Like there's one part where he's got the bodies inside the um, the elevator and the detective's trying to go upstairs to his room and like just, he's trying to block them from going yeah. into the elevator and he's doing everything he can to not open the elevator doors to see the bodies. And then finally it opens and he's got his back to him and the detectives and them walk in like, are you ready to go? And he's like, I'm so young. I'm so <laughs> young. I'm not ready to go. Yeah, and he, he turns around like with his hands out to be cuffed and he's like looking for the bodies. He's like, what the? He's, What's happening? Right, he's like, oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Ready to go now. <laughs> and then like, so yeah. So I think like I love, I love when Costello like misinterprets what someone says. So there's a, there's a part in the movie when he's dressed up as a maid to oh, try to like, hysterical. to try to like move around. And as this, he has a very persistent male guest who's like not leaving him alone being, if it was an actual female character, it would be very harassing. Yeah. And I thought it was so funny because he's like, oh, can I have a little, like a little tap? Assuming that he wants to touch Costello's bottom. And Costello just slaps him in the face. <laughs> it is, it's very funny. And I love that. And I think, I don't know. I think it, I think it works really well. And I love his misunderstanding. Yeah. He's like Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny because he, he goes into um, Abbott and he goes, Abbott goes, what happened? He goes, he wanted a smack. So I gave it to him. <laughs> so I gave it to him. Like, it was so funny. And I love how we love to think that like movies don't fall into tropes and like they're better than like these like these like molds that they're put in but watching these old movies you can see tropes that like are still alive today like at the end you have the summary of the case you have who did it why'd they do it all the pieces coming together you see that in every murder mystery Chekhov's gun which is one of my favorite um literary and visual tools you see that with the swinging um what was a mallet like the the swing this pendulum mallet like i think it's so fun that these tools and ideologies even though they're old world are still used today and you can see it like i don't know yeah i I think like the props that people use today abbott costello did a lot of those props before oh absolutely i mean this one was definitely very funny but i don't think it was as physical as frankenstein no no that was a very even like costello went through a lot of physical like difficulties because that that movie you know he actually put himself in danger like he got punched in the face yeah Uh, he did a lot of stuff that like was off to make the scene funnier and that's what i think differs from now he did his own stuff and like he made himself available to like make it funnier but he also knew that he could get hurt doing it but he didn't care yeah he just wanted the movie to be that good and it was that good yeah and we're talking about it almost a hundred not like a hundred but almost yeah 80 close. years later yeah close i mean that's the thing how how far will people like jackie chan is one of those people that he does a lot of his own stunts and is alone and he puts himself in danger and he's hurt yeah. himself numerous times but he wants to do that extra mile to make his movies that much better Absolutely. And I think even though I don't agree with him, Tom Cruise is in that same category. Yeah, I don't agree with Tom Cruise. (laughs) Not at all. I'm sorry, Tom. Uh, I loved Risky Business and I loved a bunch of your movies, but you're you're a tool. Yeah, it's not it. But he he does follow in that same vein of I will do as much as I can. Which I think is important. I don't know. They don't they don't make movie stars and actors like they used to. No, no, not at all. And the fun fact is uh, I'm like five nothing. And Tom Cruise is my size. Tom like, Cruise is, yeah. He, and it, the way they make him look bigger is because he stands out further from the other people. And he has lifts in his shoes. Yeah, and, and it's kind of cool because, like, whenever me and Kara are 
to an interview now, I'm going to stand a little bit in front of us. As you should. <laughs> so I look tall. We'll put some lifts in your shoes. <laughs> right? So I look tall. So uh, when you see us and I look like I'm seven foot tall, just think that, yes, that's it. Just know that it's true, guys. 100%. It's not a trick. No, nope, nope, <laughs> no visualization there. <laughs> no, nothing. This is this is who we are. But there's I didn't realize either. So I didn't realize how deep Abbott and Costello's um, catalog was. Yeah, they are. They have a long list of movies. They are, they've been a lot of stuff. And like I said, they have a lot of guest stars in their movies. Yeah, I, I really want to do one with the Andrew Sisters so you can hear the Andrew Sisters because they are at the time period. They were one of the top singing groups at the time. And it's just three sisters and they just belt out songs and they are so good. Oh, I love that. Definitely. Yep. Well, we do have Christmas coming up, so we got to co- cover some Christmas movies. But Oh, 100 percent. And um, we also got to do the one that uh, Skeldron asked us to do about the monster monster party. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we have to do monster party. Maybe that next week. Maybe. 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 I think it will be fun. No guarantees. There, no Skeldron. guarantees, guys. Uh, <laughs> but I like it. We just got to find it. Right? Wait, monster party. That's what he wanted us yeah, to it's, do. It's uh, puppets. It's a basically it's a puppet movie and uh, it has like Frankenstein, Dracula. Oh my god, I my dyslexia is bad today, guys. I was thinking it was Party Monster, the one with Steve Coogan and Macaulay Culkin. I was like, I don't want to cl- cover Club Kid culture. No, oh my no, god, no, Ben. No, that's, no, no, this one, this one was like a, a puppeteer yes. thing. Where what's that? Not like what's that? Teen America. Yeah, no, Teen like America. No, no, Team no, America. No, yeah, not that. Not 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 that. Not that smutty. Uh, <laughs> this was actually like a wholesome, funny. Yeah, Cart- um, not cartoon, but like a, a kid thing with the monster party. We'll do that. Yeah, I it, had it confused in my head, guys. Yeah, I don't know if we can find it. I mean, I haven't seen any kind of like thing for it, in God, forever. So it might be one of those hidden gems that we have to find. Yeah, like, then we'll let you know where we found it. Like exactly, Abbott and Costello can be found on um, Amazon, Amazon, Tubi. Uh, oh yeah, I, for free. Yep, so Tubi for free. That's why I just watched um, Meets the Killers. Uh, so you can watch it on there, and then they have their own channel on Roku. They have an Abbott Costello channel. Which, I had no idea. Yes, they do. And um, there's a bunch of funny ones on there that I think you'll like. Uh, Hold That Ghost is one of my favorite all-time ones. It's about Revolutionary War. Um, and if you watch it, you're going to like it. Well, maybe we'll, we'll do that at some maybe. point. Um, but yeah, so anything else you'd like to add? Um, well, not today. Um, we love Abbott and Costello. We don't know what we're going to do next week. So we're keeping you on your toes. It's a mystery, it's a mystery even to us. Um. We have some fun things on the horizon, though. Ben, I know you've got some big stuff coming up. Yes, I am going to be stretched, and I'm going to grow some. <laughs> We're actually just going to get our knees done. <laughs> right? No, uh, like I mentioned in the Wendell's and Wild, um, I have a book coming out December 2nd on Kindle, but it's also going to be on other pl- uh, platforms. Um, it's going to be on Barnes & Nobles, hopefully, Lulu, and um, I'm trying to get a paperback version, which uh, Jamie Alwyn, the artist behind the Walls Happening logo and the book cover is working on. So, like, if you get a chance to see some of Jamie Elwin's stuff, it's on TikTok, he's on Instagram. Phenomenal artist. Uh, Kira loved the book cover. So The book cover is beautiful, you guys. Check out our uh, Twitter and Instagram. You posted both there, right? Yeah, yeah. And I did do a little description of what the book's about uh, the other day. Don't mind the hairdo. It's new. I like uh, the hair. Yeah, it's like it's retro 80s. Uh, so it's coming back. It's coming back. You know, I heard the mullet's coming back, so I thought that was funny. I will never have a mullet. Oh my god! So just a sidebar about mullets. Did you see the kid mullet competition where they have like teen, like ten to thirteen year old boys that have mullets and they have a mullet competition? It is. First of all, I want to be every single one of these little boys because they are the coolest people I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I was there when it happened. It, was, it, it wasn't cool then. It's not cool now. <laughs> I like a mullet. Business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> 
So I have nothing else to add. How about you? I have nothing else to add. Hope you guys have a great week. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Um, we're definitely going to try to do some Christmas movies, maybe a little mix of good, bad, and scary. Ooh, maybe National Lampoon's uh, Christmas. Okay, that movie's so funny. Yeah. I lean in that movie. Uh, well, not. What's her name? Ju- Julie Louise Dreyfus. I was calling her Elaine from Seinfeld. Her, that cu- her couple story in that. <laughs> hysterical yeah so that'd be fun we'll see what we can do we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll pick through the movies and we'll decide what films we want to do well have a great week everyone thanks again for tuning in we couldn't do this without the support of our listeners so 100%. enjoy your time enjoy this changing of the seasons and catch us next time all right so tune in next time to what